best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. What is going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Talking Halos. I'm your host today, Jared Timms, and I'm joined alongside my co-host, my partner in crime, Nate Green. Nate, how you doing? Excited. We're getting closer, closer and closer to opening day. It is going to be opening a fun week. day. Opening week. Well, we are here. Yes. Got some fun stuff to talk about. Got some fun stuff to talk about. I do want to bring up, and we haven't talked. Actually, I don't know when it, I forgot when it ended. World Baseball Classic would love like to talk about that because Saw one of the best at bats of all time and controversy, obviously, always controversy. Um, definitely, definitely want to talk about that. And then we're down to the the final spot, which exactly is what we thought the final spot would probably look like yep. uh, in the Angels roster. And by the time this comes out, we may have other news about that final spot. I'm not 100% sure, but you know, we'll kind of kind of see how it plays out. I have a I have a feeling I know which way they're going to go with it, um, but but you never know. So um, 
let's let's get it rolling here. Nate, we saw the best, the best hat pad of all time. Sure. Depending on who you're talking it, to. It was it was the most entertaining at bat for sure. I think anytime you, you get to see two guys who are on the same team that are considered the best players in the sport um go head to head. It it definitely is an entertaining at bat. Um historic at bat, yes, because um the World Baseball Classic is is important. You you could see how important it was to Japan and and to the U.S. just for being there and things like that. Mexico, it was important for them to be there. Like all these teams, it was it was very important for them to be there. So that was good as well. Um, I don't know. The one thing that kind of sucks is like you wish there was somebody on base or or something to make it a little bit more um, pressure moment. I know Otani gives up a homer there and it's tied, but like if there's a base run. On, I think it, it makes it a little bit more entertaining, but you know, that's just me. I mean, you're not going to bump Mookie, are you? No, I, I was hoping that, uh, and you already set me up for this, so thank you. <laughs> I, I was hoping that, uh, with the pinch runner and Bobby Witt, that you put him in motion. Um, yes. if, if Bobby Witt steals second there, if he gets thrown out, he gets thrown out. Um, because Mookie grounds in a double play anyway. Obviously, you don't know that going in, yeah. yeah, you don't know that going into the AB, but. You did pinch run for Jeff McNeil, so you put Bobby Witt Jr. in for the speed. I, I think you got to give him, especially knowing Otani is not the quickest to the plate, you give him a pitch, maybe two to steal. And then Mookie's AB is completely different. It's like, hey, I don't need to hit a ball in the gap off of one of the best pitchers in the game. I just got to hit a ground ball a second to get a job done. Or, you know, I can hit a, a seeing eye single off the middle to get a job done. Like there are so many different ways instead of like, oh, I can't hit the ball on the ground. I've got to stay in the air in a gap to, to win this thing because if I hit the ball on the ground, it's probably a double play. And, and that's kind of how the AB ended. And then I think it made it way easier. And I've mentioned this to a couple of people. I think it made everything way easier for, for Otani facing Trout with nobody on. Yeah. With a guy on base, Otani has to worry about, is the guy going to steal? He has to worry about uh, wild pitch or pass ball. And um, he's got he's to worry a little bit more about not making a mistake. With nobody on, it's like, let me just rear back and let it rip. And if it gets to the backstop, who cares? I'm throwing this thing as hard as I possibly can, trying to get as much movement as possible. And I'm trying to strike him out. The one thing I know I'm not going to do, I'm not going to give up a home run. I'm either going to strike strike him out or I'm going to walk him. There's no way I'm giving up a home run to this guy. And I'm just going to make sure that either the pitch is way too nasty where I pull something and it goes goes to the backstop or it's in the dirt or something like that, or I, I blow something by him. But there's no way I'm giving up a – a, a home run in Mike Trout. Yeah. No, I I would have liked to have seen the wheels in motion, like you mentioned, hit and run, something along the lines of that. You know, like you're going to put the ball in play with Mookie probably. Doesn't strike out a whole lot. Does strike out, but doesn't strike out a whole lot. Um, probably get ball in play like we saw there, um, or at least straight steal, like we mentioned. I said it when watching it. Um, you got to get the wheels in motion here. And then, yeah, not having a runner on changes the total dynamic of that at-bat, which was a fantastic at-bat. It was um, fun. Yeah, no, it, it definitely Trout took, was. Trout took a tough pitch. The the slider was unbelievable that Otani threw. That's a really tough pitch. And and the cool thing about the AB, Trout swung at strikes. Like, I know he well, 
I wanted to mention that. Now you sound really smart. I was going to say that. That was my favorite part about the at-bat. That was the first thing I noticed. No, go ahead. Uh, yeah. Say it. No, well, just, like, he, he, he stayed in the zone, which is top face and 102.6 and the slider and, you know. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. It was my favorite part of the at-bat. I said it right after. I said, Trout swung at all strikes, right? Trout swung at all strikes, and he took all balls. Like, that was the most incredible thing about that at-bat. And then also the stat that Trout's only swung and missed three times in at-bat 20, 24 times. That's that's unbelievable, too. Um, the fact, like, there are so many, like, I, I know Trout didn't do what anybody wanted him to do. He struck out, obviously, but, like, you saw best against best arguably the best pitcher in baseball um, against arguably the best player in baseball. Uh, and, and he threw him, you know, you, you saw all of it, disgusting sliders that, you know, weren't hit. You saw one Oh two from him. Like it was mono, we mono like best against best. It, and again, yes. The fact that he, Mike Trout only swung at strikes during that at bat is just stupid. Unbelievable to me. Like took all ball, took the three balls, swung at three strikes, like, and, the slider that he that he took to could have been a strike. <laughs> like, yeah, I wouldn't ring him up. Like, it was a good call by the umpire, but it it it, it could have been a strike. You know, it could have become the. Can you imagine if he would have rung him up? Oh man, that would have been that would have been brutal. But I had to bring that up before we uh, before we talk some Angels baseball. Granted, that was Angels baseball, but man, that was that was a lot of fun. So let's get on to some Angels baseball talk. Uh, it's news breaking today. From, uh, from the Angels Clubhouse, Max Stassi starting on the IL, which means Logan O'Hoppy and Matt Theis are your catchers for opening day. Uh, I'm not all that. I, I, I think I'm, in, I'm indifferent about it because I would like to see Matt Theis hit. Um, I, I want to know what, what that is before you let him go. But uh, it does put the Angels in a tough spot once once Max Stassi does come back. I'll say that. like There kind of goes your, not really goes your depth, but now you're going to have to sneak Dice through waivers or you're sending Ohoppy down uh, once Stassi's ready. Granted, Stassi hasn't been all that healthy. And I like Chad Wallach behind the plate a little bit more anyways um, than, than Dice. But that's that's just me. I think I would, I'd rather see Wallach as bad as, as weird as that sounds. I know it's kind of a hot take, but I, I really like Chad Wallach. I don't think it's that hot of a take, honestly. Like Dice is not great behind the dish. Like, he has issues. That's why when people were talking about him in the draft, they were like, uh, probably not a catcher long-term, you know, all these issues. They were like, Hey, he's the best hitting catcher in the country, but I don't know if he sticks at catcher. He probably has to move to first base or DH. And I don't know if he's val- if he hits enough to be valuable enough to play first base or, or DH. And that's kind of what we've seen with Thice. They've tried to put him in some places where, you know, his, his, Bad is going to be valuable enough to stick there, but also he's going to be able to play good enough defense. And they haven't really, really been able to find that spot for him. Like Taylor Ward was able to find the spot for him because coming out of coming out of Fresno State, he was, you know, similar thing. Like, oh, really good catcher. So he's, a, you know, not a good catcher. He's got a really good arm. Um, what what WRC he, plus? What what does he have to hit WRC plus wise to make him valuable to you? One fifteen. Where twenty behind the dish behind the plate because we know he's not like a good what position catcher. are you saying first Thice, base catcher Thice, Thice. what does Thice ha- have to hit WRC plus wise to be a valuable player behind the plate behind the plate as a catcher as a catcher yeah 
I mean, you think about it, like we, he's not, if he I throws mean, up a 90, you know, well, that's, not valu- that. that's not valuable though. Right. Like a he's not a good catcher. Defen- well, he's not, no, here's the thing though. Also, you think about it. He's not a good defensive catcher. That's true. Like that brings his value down. So you have to hit. Yeah. He probably has to be in that one Oh five to one ten range. Yeah. I was gonna say one fifteen to be a, a valuable as, as, as weird as that sounds. I, I don't, I don't know. It also depends on how much he's catching too. So like if we're playing seven games in a week and he's catching six times, he can be a 90 WRC plus and a subpar catcher depending on who he's catching. You know, like if he's catching Tyler Anderson, which he did, you know, tonight, that's one of the easiest guys to catch. You know, not a lot of velo, not going to beat you that way. You know, he he might have some stuff that you have to beat to a spot, but like that stuff is easy. It's the catching velo You're not and catching beating it to a spot. Otani, you're not catching those yeah, type of guys. Yeah. No, and even like Sandoval, we've seen the slider has been good. Uh, Detmers has that the hard slider now. It's like 88-91 with the curveball. Um, like that's not an easy guy to catch either. Suarez that's... is all over the place. Like he's not an easy guy to Suarez catch. Is, Suarez is like is like um, Anderson, in my opinion. I think it's easy. I just to think catch Suarez, Suarez doesn't throw enough strikes to be as easy to catch as Anderson. That's fair, but like, you're not like I mean... Tyler Anderson. Like you could, he's one of those guys where it's like I put my glove there. He's probably hitting right around my glove, and it's 88 miles an hour. Suarez is like 92, 94, might touch 95. But the one thing is, he doesn't repeat everything. So it's like. I might set up a way and he might miss in where Tyler Anderson's really like, Hey, I throw 88 and it's going to be yeah, pretty much where, where I'm supposed to be. So I would say Tyler Anderson's the easiest guy for him to catch. And if it were to go that way, like if he's catching once a week and that's what he's catching, he could probably get away with it. But if he's having to catch four or five times a week, because it's literally going to be straight platoon. It's like, Oh, we faced two lefties this week. So Hoppy's going to get those two starts and the other five is going to go to Thice. Like, he, he's gonna have to absolutely rake to to be valuable behind the dish. Yeah, like I said one one fifteen probably that WRC plus to be valuable. Um, and I, I I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. I, I would like to see him catch some games or get some at bats to see what he is. It's kind of like the Mike Stefanik treatment for me. Like I want to know what he is. You know, like he's hasn't he's had a chance, but not really. The same thing like the Joe Adele type of thing. Like he had a chance, but not really. Like give him a give him a chance and see see what he does. I like to see Ohapi behind the dish more than Thice, obviously, when it comes the down. The one thing that does suck, though, for, for him is he's out of options. So yes. the first time, like, if if Stassi is back relatively soon and they have to figure out, oh, are we picking between Thice or Ohapi? It's like, let's be honest with ourselves. Ohapi is the future behind the dish. It's not Matt Thice. We, we have never thought it was not, Matt Thice. It's not Max Stassi either. It's, it's not. It, it's... It's Logan O'Hoppy. It's O'Hoppy so, and Caro. Maybe Caro. Maybe. Um, but it is O'Hoppy for sure, especially with what what we've seen out of him. Um, so it's it's his job. So are you going to say, oh, let's let's send O'Hoppy down and we'll let Stassi and Thice play a little bit and see if one of them like really proves that they're a backup catcher? Like you can't do that. So are you are you almost like wasting a roster spot at this point because right when Thice goes he's DFA'd. Yeah. And somebody's gonna pick him up. Maybe. What is, Catch, what is catching depth is one of those things where like some random team is like, oh we only have two catchers. One of our catchers is hurt or something. We'll just pick him up and do the same thing to him. Like he'll be up for two or three weeks and then we'll DFA him and if somebody else picks him up, that's fine. But if not, we'll just let him go to triple A. So 
he's gonna he'll probably bounce around this year. I would I would say he's on three different teams minimum this year if he gets if he doesn't stick on the Angels for the entire year. Yep, former first rounder. I can definitely see that happening. Um, on to another another injury injury. I air quote that starting on the IL, uh, Jared Walsh with insomnia. I don't think I've ever seen that before. By the way, that is that is what it is going on the IL for insomnia. Um, and, and and headaches. Yeah, there you go. I had to put that in there. You did. Insomnia and headaches. Yeah. All right. Because I, I think it's related. You think it's related to TOC? I do. I I do. From for what? Um. I, I just, I just think with the recovery that he's had, it's related somehow. Just because the body is is really weird, you're taking something out of the body, and you know he he had a tough time breathing. All these different things. Like I'm not sure. Uh, you know, I'm not a doctor. I don't know for sure if this is related, but mm-hmm. I just think that he's had issues with his body because of TOS, and now that they think they fixed the problem, and you're hoping is his problem is fixed, which the doctors say everything's, everything's good. But like, how often does this happen where a doctor's like, Oh, he's good. And then, you know, a couple months later, it's like, Oh, it's, it's not a hundred percent fixed. So I don't know. I'm, I'm not saying that it's for sure related. I just think it's possible with, you know, um, knowing what TOS does and, you know, how it, how it could kind of relate to this. And you would think that, because of the TOS, he probably didn't sleep that well to begin with because he was having a hard time breathing. He was in pain. Everything was tingling, all these things. Like he probably wasn't sleeping well to, to begin with. So I don't know. I'm looking it up right now to see. Um, there is some things. To be fair, we did call Walsh not being on the roster opening day. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't think we can get that. I, I don't. I don't think that you really can. You. You. We. We are right. We did. We did say that wrong. though. You. You. We did. We did. We did but we did. I don't think I can. If there is, if we find out, if it's I find something, somehow, if I find yeah. something in here, for sure, for sure. Um. And while I'm looking it up, I'll ask you this: How do you feel about the Angels' infield depth now? I think we're going to see Jake Lamb up. However, however, hold tight there on the Jake Lamb side of stuff. He did did get scratched tonight with a little glute tightness. Um, man's got a fantastic ass, but a uh, little glute tightness. How do you feel about that? Uh, it, it it sucks uh, because it's the same thing as Matt Thice. Like you would have hoped that Walsh made the roster and Jake Lamb either made the roster straight out of spring, and you know maybe Brett Phillips didn't make the roster um, or or whatever it is, like somebody else. But it sucks because you're in that same position as Thice because now you put Jake Lamb on your 40. So I, I know it's super easy. Jose Marte goes on the 60. Um, there's a couple other guys like Chris Rodriguez could possibly even go on the 60. I don't know. There's a couple guys that it could be pretty easy to, to make room for him, right? The only thing that sucks is now you have Jake Lamb's clock started basically. And once Walsh comes back, what if Lamb is hitting? Do do we say, hey, we I've been, hope you I've been saying I, I said like, it before. I said it before this. I know they weren't Nevin Phil Nevin wasn't happy with Luis Renifo's offseason. I wouldn't I wasn't surprised I wasn't gonna be surprised if Lamb made the team and they actually sent Renifo down to triple A. Like that I know that, that Renifo was fantastic last year and everything, but 
Uh, you, you, there's certain guys you can't take a spot away from. And, and Renifo, I think has options too. So it's kind of, it was one of those like odd man out type of things that like, it's Oh, possible. you you can give lamb a chance and see what he does. Um, but you see the, the predicament that, that it brings now is like, Oh, once Walsh is back, now you have to decide between Renifo Phillips and lamb. And you're almost in the same position that you were in um, before the end of spring training, except for the only difference is you know if you're not keeping Jake Lamb that he has to go through waivers and and probably some team gives him a chance with knowing the the spring he's had and knowing the uh, the success he had last year. Like I I know some people are going to be like, oh well, he 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 hasn't been that great uh, of an offensive player, but like he was taking walks in Seattle, he was playing multiple positions. Uh, he can play first. He can play third. He can play the corner outfields. Like there are things about him that are that are valuable. And you know, there's gonna be a team that loves the sabermetrics saber metrics that are like, hey, he he takes the walks. He uh, he swings it for some power, and he can play multiple positions. I'll even throw a team that I don't think is sabermetrical at you. The Phillies. There are you know? 30, like there are thirty teams that are sabermetrical. But, but I'm 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 gonna say the Phillies aren't as high as like maybe the Astros or the Dodgers is what I meant uh, by that. But but let me throw the Phillies at you. What happens if Jake Lamb becomes available and the Phillies know that they don't have to give up anything for him? Reese Hoskins is out for the year. Could they say Jake Lamb? We're gonna give you a chance to play first base until you know the All Star break, and if we're still in this thing and you're not pulling your weight, then we can cut you and. You know, maybe we can go look for a first baseman or or maybe he's raking and, you know, he plays first base the whole year. I, I don't know. But like that's an interesting team that could, that could use him. Obviously, the Mariners liked what they had last year. The Dodgers uh, had him as well. And obviously, if the Dodgers have you once they they see something. So I don't know. There's there's a bunch of different teams that I think could be interested in Jake Lamb if he gets um, kicked off the roster. But that's the one thing that I'm worried about is like. You know, I really liked what Lamb did, but if you're going to keep Phillips and if, you know, I know you you say that Phillips won't be the reason the Angels suck, but if Phillips is not hitting above 100, there's a problem. And now you have to decide, do we want a guy who's going to hit something or do we want a guy who is, you know, going to be a good clubhouse guy and play really good defense in an outfield that we're probably not going to give too many off days to? So I don't know. It's I, I'm super happy Jake Lamb made the roster. I think he had an incredible spring. You saw some really good things from him. You know the defensive versatility, which is awesome. And you know he's been there and done that before. Like he's had some really good years. So I, I'm excited for him. It just it just kind of sucks that it doesn't come at a more opportune time. Like if this comes in May or June and you have you know, six weeks to find out if, if he needs to be on the roster or if he, if, if he should be cut, like it makes it a little bit easier, but you're having to make a decision. Maybe it could even be like a week or two before his decision is done. So I don't know. I can't say that TOS is a hundred percent causing what's going on with Jared Walsh, but there but you are, can see what I'm talking. There about. are some studies that I mean, you get the neck. It's it's the mm-hmm. neck, the shoulder. Can't be easy to sleep. Not saying that has anything to do with it. I'm sure it was asked by mm-hmm. by the beat by the beat reporters. I'm sure it was asked, or I'm sure it will be asked after this game when they get some time with Phil Mevin. But 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 
you get shoulder, you get neck, you get you get back where you know all all of that stuff going on. It's not easy to sleep, and I'm gonna. I'll give it. To, to I'm gonna give it to us. Too. I'm gonna give it to us and say that the neck can lead to stuff. some headaches too. hundred percent. I get I get that all the time, right? You know, from the uh, from back from the scap area, just I just doesn't. Yeah, I, I get that all the time. So. so so we'll we'll give us a point for that one. One point. We don't get too many things right, it's but we're not, gonna no. we're gonna mark that what, thing down. What do what do we know? What do what do we even know? I mean, come <laughs> on. Um, but no. With Fair that enough. being said, I I. Jared Walsh makes the Angels better when he is playing, so I don't want to see him. I don't want to see him gone for that long, you know. But, um, yeah, you know, it, this is a tough thing to come back from, and it wouldn't surprise me if this is a lingering thing. Like we've seen it, we see it with pitchers. It takes pitchers two years. Some pitchers don't even come back from this, and to think that, and to think that somebody's going to recover from this in less than six months. Has it been six months? It's been six months, right? Just, uh, six and a half months. Six months? On, like, to think that somebody can recover from this in six months is is tough. Like I know he was swinging well. So, you know, we played spring, played in spring training, and and everything like that. But I mean, that's this is not an easy injury to to recover from, and it wouldn't surprise me if you know what's going on with Walsh and why he's starting on the IL is side effects of what's going on. You know, and and it sucks because I I, I want to see the Angels healthy, like. Uh, yeah, this is this. I wouldn't say it's the bad start to the season, but you Jared Walsh being in the lineup, even if he is batting sixth or seventh against righties, he helps the Angels. He hits very well. He is he's a one sixty WRC plus guy against righties. You know, that's right? bold to say one sixty. I would have said like one thirty five, one forty. Go but, go okay. go! Look at his last two. Well, last like yeah. last year into the, his really good year. Um, good half year. He was, I think, he was a 168 WRC plus against righties in that 2021 season. Um, very, very good. I mean, that's like that's Mike Trout stat. Like that is that's really close to being Mike Trout, you know. Um, so to add that in there is, uh, it, it, you need that. You you really do. So, uh, you, you got to get Walsh back in that lineup. And um, and yeah, you know, I'm I'm excited. We have we have baseball this week, Nate. We're gonna come out with a couple more podcasts along the way here. I don't think we'll have any guests on. Everybody's really getting busy, but come out with a couple more podcasts for you guys here in the coming uh, coming days and weeks. Um, you got anything else before I let everybody go? You, you looking up that WRC plus? Right, I, I am. Right. I, I don't know if I'm going to find it in time, but I do have one one issue with with the squad, and you're going to be like, "Oh, it's not a big deal. Who cares?" Well, I mean, we, did, we also didn't talk that six starter, so give that, and then I well. We we can talk about that too. Like it's it's coming down to Davidson and, and Canning. Um, I, it's, David, I think, it's Davidson. I was I just gonna Davidson. say I think I think Davidson's gonna yeah. win it partly because Perry needs him to win it because of the trade. No, don't give me that. Don't no give me that. no. We've he, said this. We said it. We we both said Perry, it. We both Perry said needs it. He, he needs Davidson to make this roster. If Davidson does not make this roster, yeah. there are gonna be a lot of people pissed off saying you paid for um, Estevez Loop. Um, more and, and he's earned. And, he's earned it after this spring. To be honest, like he, I thought, he's pitched well enough this spring. Granted, we've seen just, I'm just saying he's you paid well for enough. four guys to get rid of, um, to get rid of Russell Iglesias, who was an absolute dude for you, um, two years ago, I guess now. But you, and then, you got then to go and be you, a dude again. And yeah, he probably would be a dude again. Yes, and and you got rid of him for. This guy who you're going to DFA in spring of the next year, like 
you can't do that, especially when you claim that you want to win championships. And it's like, okay, like if you're going to get rid of him, you can't be doing salary dumps. You've got to either get rid of him and get something in return. And it doesn't have to be like, we weren't asking for it to be a superstar. Like you could have gotten some, uh, some kid who's 18 to 20 years old, who's been in, you know, low A, maybe in high A. And it's like, Hey, let's go find out if this kid can make it. Instead, you go get a, a starting pitcher where you're actually pretty well off in the starting pitching roles. And Don't contradict yourself. Don't contradict yourself. They, they, they're they pretty deep when it comes to young starting pitchers. They don't have any starting pitchers that have major league. Um, you can't have enough starting pit. You can't have enough pitching. Yeah. That is the number but, one rule. But they don't have, yeah, it, they don't have major league guys. They have guys that are, are have shown signs in the minor leagues, but they don't have any guys who have pitched in the major leagues um, unless you're going to count Griffin Canning if he doesn't make this roster. So Davidson needs to make this roster. He's going to make this roster. Canning's going to start the year in the in AAA. He's going to get some starts, going to allow him to, to get some innings pitched, and then we're going to see how Davidson gets. I think he's going to get a really, really short leash. He's probably going to get two or three starts to prove that he, he should be the sixth starter. Bull, he bullpen. Might. bullpen. He's going to get bullpen first. Well, he's he's going to start in the bullpen, of course. Yeah. But I think he's going to get one or two starts after pitching out of the bullpen, and it's going to be like, hey, if you, if your starts aren't good, like we're getting rid of you and we're going to go to Griffin Canning and hopefully he's he's the answer. And I'm not even 100% convinced he's the answer. But the one thing that I was going to talk about that goes along with what we were just saying. There's no closer. Don't, don't give me that. I don't there like the no term closer. closer. I really don't. You have to get I, to the, I mean, I, I know I, you I, don't. I... I I think that they need go go find me a team. To... Go find me a team that has won that doesn't have a closer. Won the World go Series. find me that team. Won the World Series or won? Yeah, no, won the World Series because that's what we're talking about here. Philly, we're, we're who not... Philly have last year. Um, thank you. You don't even know off the top of your head who they're. Well, they they didn't started have a year, closer. They didn't started, have a closer. They started the year with Corey Knebel. Uh, didn't have a closer. Hurt. They exactly. didn't. Didn't have a closer. I win. Did they win? No, they didn't. But oh, who won? Was that Ryan, Ryan, Presley, Ryan Presley, who was Team USA's closer That's and just fine. lights out? That's fine. Oh, I said, I mean, making the World Series is winning in a sense. They didn't win at all. I get it. I get it. I do. I know that. They had David well, Robertson Astros, too, by the way. The Astros were different. The Astros were. They different. had David Robertson too, by the way, who is it closer? Um, they also traded for pieces to close games for them. So. They cared about getting outs in the ninth inning because they tried that, you know, show of, hey, can we just hopefully somebody will get us the last three outs? No, it didn't work because it, that's not how it works. And put, put guys in the right spot and everything will be okay. The Angels don't. But do they, they have don't... a guy who can get outs to for, end the game in the ninth for me, inning? I don't think they have a guy. For, for me, last season, Ryan Tapera and Aaron Loop were not put in correct spots. And they do have a guy that clo- can close games out, and that's Matt Moore. He can close games out. He had five saves last year. He's a high-leverage pitcher. He was a setup man last year a little bit as well. He can be a high-leverage pitcher. I'm not saying that is that is the dude, but it wouldn't surprise me there. They also have some guys in the minors too, man. Like I know that they're not major oh, league yeah. guys, but I mean. Sure, they have guys in the minors, but you can't win the World Series in, in April, but you can 
You can lose it. Okay, let's not give a preview yet because we'll do that here in in a couple days. We'll do the preview for opening day. Um, you know it's true though, right? Like, I'm, if, not talk- if you- I'm not talking to you about. I'm not talking to you about this right now. We'll save it. We'll save it. We'll save it. All right, guys. With all that being said, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Follow myself on Twitter, Jared underscore Tim's Nate at Nate Green thirty four. Guys, thank you so much for listening. Have a great rest of your day. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.